Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Kenya Kelly, and we're going to explore how to use TikTok to become more influential. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. And if you're new to this show, be sure to follow this podcast so you don't miss any of our future content. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Kenya Kelly. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Kenya Kelly. If you don't know who Kenya is, you need to know Kenya. She's a TikTok strategist and consultant who helps female coaches and course creators generate more leads and sales with TikTok. She's hosted the Kenya Kelly podcast and her course is called Monetize the Talk. Kenya, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I am doing good. Excited about all things TikTok again. <laughs> I'm super stoked to have you back on the show. And what we're going to do today, Kenya and I are going to explore how to grow more influential with TikTok. So my first question, Kenya, is there's still a lot of influencers that are creating content. Maybe they're podcasters, maybe they're YouTubers, maybe they're all in on Instagram or content creators, but they're not yet on TikTok. Why should they consider TikTok? They've been resisting it for some reason. Tell them what's waiting for them. For sure. So I know that most people resist TikTok because they still think that it's just a goopy platform where you have to point, dance, and all that. But when I look at TikTok, it really is magnifying your message a lot faster. You've got millions and millions of people who have maybe left Facebook or spend less time there or less time on Instagram, and they're spending 
all of this time on TikTok just scrolling because one, it makes them feel good when they're watching these videos. The algorithm is really, really, really targeting them with the content that they really like. So as a creator and business owner, if you start putting your content there, you know, the algorithm is going to figure out who you are and start showing it to people that are interested in a way that no other social media platform is really doing right now. Yeah. And one thing that it doesn't do that YouTube does do really well is really pay influencers, right? So you don't go on there with the hope that you're going to grow a big channel and then all of a sudden you're going to get a lot of money from TikTok. You got to have another reason to go on there. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think that the TikTok's creator fun type of thing is very, very, very bad. Like they have the like the AdSense, like like YouTube, but it's it's bad. They have a creator marketplace with brands. That's really bad. So that the way TikTok pays is awful. But if you have your own product or service or you know how to get with brands, it's the perfect place for it. Let's assume that everybody who's listening to this is interested in growing a business, not just creating fame, if you will, right? So let's assume we're talking to creators, influencers, and marketers that work for businesses. How do they need to be thinking about TikTok? Through what frame or lens? You and I talked about some really fascinating stuff when we were preparing for this. So I would love you to kind of help help the marketers that are listening kind of understand how they ought to look at TikTok uniquely. So when I look at TikTok, I always call it Super Bowl Sunday. And when you think about Super Bowl Sunday, we all get ready for the big game. And millions of people are sitting in front of their TVs watching the big game. But we know Budweiser is getting ready to show up and Doritos is getting ready to show up. Well, you've got millions of people who have decided that TikTok is their place for entertainment now, less on Netflix, less on TV. And so we as marketers have an opportunity to like present ourselves like this is Super Bowl Sunday every time we create an ad or a video on the TikTok platform because TikTok is going to target them with our content. And if we really just look at what is happening, I always tell people that like every social platform has completely changed to mirror TikTok. And it's not just because they want to spend millions of dollars to change their platform. No, it's because that is how people are consuming content. And TikTok is the market leader for not only short video, but how people want to be entertained today. Okay. You're freaking some people out by saying Super Bowl Sunday, because a lot of people, when they think of Super Bowl Sunday, they think of really hilarious ads that cost millions of dollars to create, right? So that's not what you're implying. You don't have to be funny. No. Is that correct? So what is it about the Super Bowl Sunday? Is it just the entertainment side of it or what is it exactly? Just so I understand that. So when I think about it, it is like, okay, so with the Super Bowl, not everybody's into football, but we still watch the game, right? And so a person logs on to TikTok and says, all right, I'm going to scroll and see what's happening on TikTok. They watch one cat video. Now it's another cat video. Now it's a turkey doing something, right? And they're they're there. They're spending all this time just being entertained there. And you get this opportunity where you're looking for the stay-at-home mom who wants to be a social media manager and you can, quote unquote, target her with your content that is relatable. Doesn't mean it has to be funny. Doesn't mean it has to be goofy, but you're presenting it in a way that's very short and very quick. Like, Facebook, typically we do these long live streams or like a podcast, which is like 30 to 45 minutes. But you get this really bite-sized opportunity to speak to that, you know, single mom or stay-at-home mom who wants to get into social media marketing in a creative fashion. Again, it doesn't mean you have to be goofy. It's just creative. 
Speaking of creative, you and I talked a little bit about how this could help the business be a lot more creative. Talk to me about this a little bit. Yeah. So when I think about a lot of uh, companies and corporations, for the most part, there is a way that the brand is supposed to behave, which makes perfect sense. But a lot of times right now, it's kind of boring, you know, and if if people are bored with your message, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go away from it, especially as it pertains to social media. But TikTok is giving a brand an opportunity to be um, more of a personality and less of a, a corporate entity. And so what I mean by that is there's a social media app. I won't mention the name, but the social media scheduling app that's on TikTok. And they are... Like, killing it, in my opinion. They are extremely relatable with how people feel about creating content, how they feel about scheduling content, how they feel about their business. And every single time you watch one of their videos, it's on brand. It's not affecting how you see them. It's making you feel like, oh, who is this and why are they doing this? Oh, I want to use them as my social media scheduling app. So it allows the brand to be less corporate and more relatable to the field, if that makes sense. Yeah, go ahead and mention the name because people are going to want to go figure out who the heck this company is. It's Later. Okay. So Later, uh, I think, is a scheduling app that's similar to some of the other apps like uh, Hootsuite and Agora Pulse. So what are they doing that makes it so relatable? Oh, my goodness. Like Later's at their videos are so amazing. I saved them and I recreated them myself. They, at this point, I think they probably have about six or seven different people creating content for them. And they will take a sound like from the, the, the TV show, The Office. I don't, I've never seen the show, but they'll take like little clips of something someone has said and you hear the sound, you see the person on screen mouthing the words, but there's different text on screen. And it's talking about like, I think Steve Carell, he's like, no. No, no, God, please. But the text on screen is like, when you schedule the wrong link, when you send an email to 100,000 people with the wrong link, and everybody can relate to that from a business standpoint, but it's not outside of the bounds of there, you have to go to HR. It's just creative and relatable. What about generating leads? Is that even a possibility? Because it seems like everything on TikTok is so much about just exposure, right? Listen, I have someone on my, that I've trained on TikTok. She, I think she gained about a hundred thousand emails to her list in the last year and a half. Uh, One lady was able to get 20,000 people on her email list from one video. Wow. Absolutely. That's cool. All right. So I think what's holding a lot of people back from TikTok is feeling comfortable enough to get on screen, right? Because one thing it sounds like I'm hearing you say is that, the businesses that are doing this well are putting a human on the screen, right? They're either hiring someone who is an influencer or they are getting some of their internal employees to create this content for them, right? So a lot of us who might have a lot of wisdom might feel, uh, no way, I am not going to get on screen, you know? And we have friends, right? Well, let's be honest. I'm one of those people, right? Yes. So like, I'm not there yet, Okay. I'm not there yet. I probably would be just fine at it, but I'm not there yet. But there's f- mutual friends of ours that, uh, that have been speakers at Social Media Marketing World in the past that you have helped kind of onboard into this. But, you know, um, I think one of the biggest challenges to, to getting there is confidence on camera. So talk to me a little bit about how we can get more comfortable. What are your tips? What, what do you recommend? For sure. So one thing I will say is that I always like, like to tell people like, Getting in front of a camera, holding it to your face in front of a light is not normal. So it's okay to feel uncomfortable initially with doing this, right? And then to post it and, and put and put it on an international platform. So it's okay to feel that way. But 
the only way to actually get better is is to practice. Like when I first got on TikTok in 2020, I was a mess. The first time I ever did a video on social media, I was a mess because I didn't know what I was doing. But I always tell our clients who are, especially our introverted clients, I tell them like, okay, why don't we just practice first? One, you can practice in the mirror saying something. But for the most part, I get people to practice holding their phone up to their face and hitting record. You're not recording on the TikTok app yet, but you're just recording into your phone. And then you watch yourself. You don't pick yourself apart, but you kind of watch yourself. But also I tell people that once you record certain videos, then send the video to a friend that you love and trust you and they'll give you, you know, some encouragement and feedback and make some tweaks according to what it is that that they're saying. Then what you want to do is once you feel comfortable, like sooner than later, you want to go ahead and hit post on the video. Now, initially, you're going to maybe feel a little scared about what people are going to say or what's going to happen. But most times what you're going to find on TikTok is people are so receptive and so encouraging. And honestly, they're not really thinking about you. They're more so thinking about the information you're conveying in your video. Okay, so when we actually pull out our phone and we put it in selfie mode for lack of better words, and we hit record, give some tips on what we should practice. Is it the distance from the camera? I mean, what are we, what are we working on when we're practicing? So one, you're practicing on like just recording very short bite-sized pieces of content, because if you're used to doing any kind of like live stream or just talking live in general, like in person, then you're used to talking in long sentences. And so you want to practice recording videos that are like 30 seconds or less. Now, obviously you can do a lot longer on TikTok, but you want to get in the habit of creating short pieces of content. So I always tell people before you start recording, write a little bullet point list. You can put down, here's your title and here's your three things that you want to talk about in your particular video. And you just want to practice getting to like 30 seconds, like saying your title and giving your three points. And you practice that. But then you also practice your confidence because initially you look awkward, you feel awkward, you're rushing in your words, trying to get it all out. But once you're practicing, you're like, okay, you become a lot more relaxed in your your ability to deliver the three points you're trying to deliver. Uh, But also you start working on like your angles. You start realizing that, okay, like if I look at this video, my background's kind of a mess. You know, I didn't really think about like the lighting in this. And you start making sure you position yourself in front of a light or in front of a like a window or things of that nature. But you also start realizing, huh, maybe I should get like a little $12 tripod from Amazon so I can have free hands, you know, and a person's you start getting real comfortable as you start doing these little, little things. Very interesting. And I would imagine if you do record a bunch of them and you get a couple that you like, you could end up using those, right? I mean, you could edit those all together, right? So absolutely. I would have you found with your clients and stuff, how many, how many practices does it take before they feel comfortable enough to actually publish? Like a lot? Um, it depends on the client. If they have a big, bold personality, I would say maybe three or four videos. Uh, but my introverted clients, they will, they'll probably take a couple of weeks. Really? <laughs> they'll record like seven to 10, 15 videos. Yeah, because you have to be, you have to be very courageous to record yourself and then post it to the whole world. Um, but I really, really encourage our people. Like we really like are telling them everything's going to be fine. We show them people just like them and it gives them a little bit more confidence. Well, and I would imagine, I know just cause I've done so much video work, mostly the longer form stuff, but I've done so much video work with professional videographers and stuff, just remembering what the heck you're going to say. Right. I mean, like, 
Like, do you have any tips on that? Because like, you know, like some people, you just give them a word and they can flow, but other people like, nope, I got to have it scripted. I mean, like, what's your thoughts on that? So this is one of the reasons why I like recording in the, the TikTok app versus in my phone, because if like, so first, if someone has like little notes, they can write down the title and the three bullet points on a piece of paper, right? And they have it in front of them. And if you're recording in the TikTok app, you can record and you can say your title and stop recording. And then you can hit your first point, record and stop recording. And then you hit your third point and stop recording. You don't have to edit the video because all you did was hit record and stop, record and stop. And that way you don't have to memorize all three points. You memorize one and then you stop. And then you go to the next one and then you stop. Can you actually record multiple takes and move them around and delete them and stuff like that with the app? Yes. Okay. You can now. That's a brand new feature and we are so thankful. <laughs> <laughs> What's your take on CapCut? Because I've had a lot of people tell me they really love using that app. So I actually love using it. We actually hired an editor to start recording. Um, like I record a bunch of videos and I send them to her and she edits them. What I love about CapCut is the is the captions because people, what we're learning is that only 20% of people watch videos with the audio. I didn't know that. Oh. And so because of that, you got 80% of folks that are just scrolling. And if your video has exactly what you're talking about, people are more likely to unmute. I looked at my own behavior and I said, huh, I do the exact same thing. And so using CapCut, like there's a, there's a font that everyone uses on CapCut, which is called the bold font. And you just have someone like adding a little emojis here and there, you know, different colors in the text, but it makes our videos look very well. Now, I will say this. I have experienced where when I'm using CapCut in my captions and I uploaded to TikTok, I'm honestly getting less views. And some people say that that's not their case. But for me, if I record directly in TikTok app and edit, then I get more views. But if I use CapCut, it's just a little less. Well, for a beginner, though, CapCut allows them to do a lot of cool things that I guess you cannot do is what I'm hearing you say inside the normal. Yes. And it's part of the same company, right? Like Fight Dance or whatever, the parent company, whatever the heck their name is. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So any other tips on confidence? What? I, let me just tell you what I heard you say. First of all, pick up your phone and start recording some stuff. While you're recording, work on trying to get your sound bites down to short little snippets, for lack of better words. I can't think of a better word. Then rewatch them and say, okay, did I say that clearly? Let's try that again. And once you got your message down, then maybe send it off to somebody for review and just say, hey, what do you think? Did I do a good job on this? And then if you want to start getting a little bit better, you can refine the location where you're filming it, right? And you can work on your lighting because lighting really matters. I've seen people that film with the camera above them. Any thoughts on where you place the camera when you hit record? For the most part, I put it in front of my face, but I've started testing. Well, what happens if they can see my full body like I'm sitting down in like a studio form? And I think that people actually like the full body videos more than the talking head. So I'm I'm personally I'm making some adjustments. How are you doing that? Are you using some sort of tripod that allows you to get the right angle on the thing and then you just hit record? Or are you actually just holding your arm out to do that? No, I have the 18 inch ring light from uh, the newer ring light. And so it's, it goes up pretty high and you can like, you can angle down the lights to come forward to you with that light. Does the ring light allow you to put the camera in the middle of it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does. Okay. But there's a phone holder in the light. And is there some sort of remote control that allows you to hit record or do you have to reach up to do it? Yep. You can get a little remote control from Amazon and you can hit record that way as well. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Folks, give it a shot. Maybe I'll, I'll give it a try. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, like I'm still resisting to be honest with you, but at least we've got some tips where everybody can work on that confidence. Let's talk about content that 
enables us to become more valuable, right? So, you know, assuming we get over the camera confidence and we've gotten it down where we feel like we feel pretty good about the content as far as the way it looks, right? And the way it sounds. Now we want to dive into the substance of it, right? Because if we want to yield more influence, there's specific kinds of content, presumably, that is more valuable to customers than others. So what do we need to know about creating content that is really valuable for other people? So especially as a business owner, it's really important to understand that we are the commercial on TikTok. We're not the entertainment. So when you are delivering content, what'd you say? I like that, actually. We're the commercial, not the entertainment. Like elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. So people go to TikTok to escape from their reality. They're escaping from life. Instead of watching Netflix, they're saying, I'm going to go to TikTok. It's going to make me laugh. I'm going to learn Amazon hack, food hack, whatever. And so they're coming there for that. And we, the business people, we're trying to get them to opt into our email list. We're trying to sell them our products. And so they're there to watch the TV show, quote unquote, this is us. And we're the commercial during the commercial break. And so it's just important to realize that that we're not, they're not there for us. They're there to be entertained. Okay. I got an important clarifying question because we can still provide a lot of value though, right? Because we're going to talk about how to actually turn them into customers next, but how can we, knowing full well that they're maybe there to be entertained and we might interrupt their normal flow. We still want to provide something that's super valuable if it's not entertaining, correct? So how do we go about doing that? Yeah. So you can do that in multiple different ways. One, you can be a talking head. You can just teach a concept. So sometimes I will teach about overcoming a life challenge and how to overcome a life challenge. Other times I would teach about how to make money or how to get a brand deal. Uh, But other times I would just talk about, I would just encourage them. I know you're dealing with this, this, and this, and I'll just do some type of encouragement that just gives them a little break from whatever it was that they're scrolling. Uh, But for the most part, as a business teacher on TikTok, I'm literally just saying, hey, if you want to be able to generate more leads for your business. Here's these top three things you want to do. And I make my stuff very quick, very simple. And, but I also will have sometimes some movement. Sometimes I'll use the fun trends on TikTok to convey that same message and things like that. Okay. So can you give us an example of how you actually would go about doing this? Just because we've, we spent so much time talking through examples and I think it'd be really useful. Just pick something that I don't know how to get an influencer deal or whatever, whatever comes to your mind. Since it's only 30 seconds long, maybe you could just make up a couple on the fly. I I know I'm putting you to the test, but I would imagine (laughs) you know how to do this, right? For sure. Just so people can like understand and, and how this might sound. Yeah. So a commercial that I quote unquote, a video that I would do, I would say three tips to get your first brand deal. And that's how it started off. And then I would say, number one, you want to start creating content around the brand that you want to acquire. Like, for example, I love Teachable. And I would say, I love Teachable. I love creating a courses. And so you can create a video talking about Teachable and then make sure you tag them. Number two, once you've tagged them, go ahead and take the video and go to their Instagram DM and send them the video. Tell them that who you are, that you love them, and you would love to collaborate with them. And then number three, once they reach out, now you can have a conversation with them to determine about working together. Don't immediately tell them how much money you want to make for collaboration, but ask them what are their goals for this quarter and see how you guys can collaborate. Doing that with the brand makes them see you, makes them want to use the content you've already created, but now they either have to pay you or get your permission. Okay. That seems like that was more than 30 seconds. Is that okay? Is the goal to get to 30 seconds or what's your thought? By the way, great job on that. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, my goal is to do videos that are like, 25 seconds or less, but usually I have practiced it so that that one was more on the fly, but like normally mine are like 30 seconds or less, more 20 seconds, mostly. 
Got it. So the intent behind this is really to provide enough is to fulfill the promise of what you said in the first few seconds, right? So this is really interesting that you start with an actual headline. So you don't start with a question. Your headline was how to get more. What was it again? I forget what you came up with. How to get more brand deals. How to get more brand deals. Could you just free flowing with you a little bit, say wondering how to get more brand deals? Yes, I do that too. And then here's how something along those yes. lines. Okay. Got it. Because like, because what it is, that's your opening hook. Because like when, when you get on TikTok, you've got one to two seconds before they scroll away from you. Because they're like, they came for whatever they wanted and here you are. So that first opening line is everything. Like the opening line, your energy, your background, your lighting, all of that is like, that is the moment right there. That's what I call Super Bowl Sunday. When they scroll, it's on. And I would imagine if you said wondering how to get more influencer deals, here's how. You could, if you forgot to say, here's three tips. You could put the words three tips right up there on the screen, right? To keep them. So you can use the text on the screen to kind of supplement what you're saying. Is that something you recommend? Yes. And that's also why when you use the app like CapCut with the the font, the bold font, that font sometimes like if the editor is really good, it'll something will flash on the screen. So it's not just you and what you said and that text, but it could be an emoji or whatever that they put on the screen with it. Fascinating. So how do we actually come up with this kind of content? Do you have any tips on like, how to ideate a list of topics that we ought to consider making videos on? Yeah. So first of all, before I start coming up with like, what am I going to say in my videos? I'm always asking myself, what is my goal? You know, like the month of September is our, is our goal to grow our email list? Is it to sell a course or what is the goal? And once we know what that goal is, then we go, okay, we know who our target audience is. They, they always stay the same. But then we ask ourselves, what are the problems that they're dealing with? What are they asking? What are they saying in the marketplace? And so first thing I do is I go to my comment section and I look at what are the questions they're already asking me that I can create content around. Also, I'll go to the platform and I'll look at some of my competitors and see the kind of content that they're creating. But mostly I go in their comment section. I see what are people asking? Because you want to create a piece of content that people want the answer to. But then also I'll go to the site answerthepublic.com and that site will tell you, hey, here's all the questions that people are asking. And once you know what those questions are, then you can do a little bullet point. So we're talking about brand deals. Instead of talking about all the details of a brand deal, I can talk about here's what UGC is. Here's what user-generated content is. And that's one piece. Second thing I could say, how I made $9,000 from one video without posting it on TikTok. That's another thing, you know, and it's like, it's just, it's just going through like, what are they asking? What are they dealing with? And then coming up with the solution in your videos. Well, and if you already create content, which many of you do, some of you are bloggers, podcasters, YouTubers, you have a plethora of content that you've created, long form content, and you could just break that one YouTube video probably into 10 different TikToks, depending on what kind of wisdom is inside of it, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like most people like on YouTube, their videos are like at least 10 minutes long. And there's so much, I mean, even if they they chop it up or they just re-record content from the video, you've got 15 second videos like nobody's business in a YouTube video. How do you record it in such a way that your audience can relate to it? Because it's one thing to just spill wisdom or knowledge or insights, but how do we record it in such a way that maybe they draw affinity to us, right? Because we want to get them ultimately to want to consume more of our content. Do you have any tips on that on how to become like more relatable to the audience? 
So one of the most popular things on TikTok is the trends. Now, you don't have to use trends, but that's one of the most popular things on the platform. And it's basically where there is some sound that someone has brought to TikTok. It's normally they've either said it or they pull it from a movie or a song or something. You think through a scenario with that sound. How can I use that sound for whatever? So I'll give you an example. There was a sound on TikTok last year of this guy crying and he goes and he like falls or something. You can hear the person crying and they fall. And so I said, okay, how can I make that relatable to my audience? So I did a funny little video and I said, when I sent an email to 20,000 people and I forgot to put the link to my product and you see me running into the living room, I fall on the couch and I fall on the floor and the video goes (laughs) viral. And the comment section is everybody can relate to that. If you are an email marketer, Because we've all done it and we're like, oh, God. Okay. I have to ask this question. How did you feel filming the running in and falling on the couch? Probably like an idiot, right? (laughs) Yes. I listened. I talked to myself and I said, Kenya, you've got one shot. Because you're you're 40 years old. Like, you've got one shot. And don't kill yourself in the process, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. But I also, like, I have a a 14-year-old cat. And he always, people love watching him in a video if I can get him in a video. So he just happened to be on the couch at that moment. And I said, okay, you've got one shot with this cat and with your body. And so I fell over and the cat was just like jumped and was just like, what's going on? And so (laughs) it goes viral because it's relatable and the cat and I'm like rolling on the floor. But I felt so dumb. I mean, I, I get it completely. So what I'm hearing you say is that, first of all, the obvious thing to do if you are already providing content to your audience on other platforms is to tap that and figure out a way to teach that. And it sounds like a three structure thing, like one, two, three seems to be what a lot of people are doing, or at least what you do and advise, like here's three tips, first one, second one, third one is that, and you kind of reveal them along the way instead of all at once. Right. So I do that sometimes. Sometimes my video is just the one tip. I see. You know, so it's like, sometimes it's five, sometimes it's seven. Sometimes it's just, I'm just talking. Got it. Okay, perfect. So now that we have a sense of what kind of content we ought to consider creating that will allow us to yield more influence. The logical thing that a lot of people are asking right now is how do I actually take some of these viewers and turn them into customers? So what are your thoughts on that? Generating more leads, generating more sales using TikTok? Yeah. So the number one thing I tell everybody to do before you start creating on TikTok, make sure you have your funnel created because you don't know which video that is that you put on the platform that's going to make you go viral because it's not if you're going to go viral on TikTok, it's when you're going to go viral. And so I tell people, make sure you have your back end set up, meaning that you have that free offer and then that email, it upgrades to a paid offer and you have like like a link tree type of thing. One, the free thing they can opt into Next thing is the smaller offer and then a larger offer. And I, we make sure we have that link in the TikTok bio before we start promote doing content. Then in your bio, like the written bio, I make sure I say, this is who I am, who I serve. And then I tell them, click the link here for this free whatever. And that's how we get a lot of opt-ins to our, our free offer on TikTok. But in all of our videos, I'm either saying a call to action, there's either a call to action written on screen, or I go into the comment section and I say it in the comments and then I I pin that comment to the top. So that way, no matter when they've watched that video, they're being told to do something somewhere. I want to explore some of this. First of all, this is really, really fascinating. First, let's go back to the bio. How much space, how many characters off the top of your head, you may not know the exact answer, but are we talking about like just a few words? Like are we talking about like a tweet or, I mean, how much room do we have to say, this is who I am and this is who I serve? I think it's 80 to a hundred characters. Okay. 
do you ever put emojis in there or do you recommend just saying one thing or multi? Cause like you think about what people do in their Twitter bio, they try to do all sorts of things, right? What's your thoughts? You, in your case, would you just say, I serve female coaches and course creators get my free PDF? I mean, something as simple as that? That's exactly what I do. My bio just says, I help female coaches generate leads on TikTok. And then the emojis I have are two arrows and it's an arrow on the left and one on the right. And in the middle, it says free training below. And does that go to a link tree? Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's usually the top thing I would imagine inside the link tree. Yep. It's the free thing. And then there's a small offer after that. This sounds very simple, but a lot of people don't necessarily have a freebie. I would imagine a lot of the people you're working with haven't really gotten to that point because if you're a long form content creator, you have plenty of time to go ahead and establish your value proposition and directly sell whatever it is you're going to sell. But we're talking about a short form piece of content here where you've got like seconds, right? What are your thoughts on creating a really simple and useful resource that someone might want to opt into? Have you struggled with this or others? customers, clients, so on and so forth? Yeah, so I definitely struggled when I first became a content creator in general years ago. But someone gave me, you know, a a really valuable piece of advice. They said, why don't you just ask them what they want? And I was like, well, I'm supposed to know, right? They're like, no, you won't know unless you ask them. And so I've gotten to this habit of I post on my personal Facebook page and I'll just say, hey, I remember when I first got on TikTok and I was teaching and I said, if you're not using TikTok right now for your business, why not? What what would help you to use TikTok? And I said, I'm just doing research. Just give me your feedback. And I would get hundreds of responses. And it told me, hey, they need the basics of getting started on TikTok. And so from there is where I created a PDF and a video training to go along with it. But some of my clients, like she's one, one of them, she's a nutritionist. And I said, well, what's the number one thing that people want to know? They're going, They're like, How do we go from eating the way we eat today to being vegan or to being vegetarian? And so she created the the perfect solution to to their problem. And it's the PDF or the training or what have you. And then she upsells them into her more, you know, higher ticket item afterwards. But it's really about talking to your audience. And if you don't really have one, you can do a search and you can look at your competitors and look at their comment section. I'm not saying repeat their freebie, but you can look and see what are people struggling with. You can go on a Facebook group. I think Pat Flynn said this years ago, you can go in a Facebook group to certain groups and you can do a search, a keyword search, and it's going to show you all the questions people are asking about whatever it is. Like today I was in this like Christian Facebook group, like dating group, and everybody had the same question. Is it okay for a woman to ask a man for his phone number? How do men feel about it? And so if somebody wanted to know, they could create something for those women because that was the number one question in that group. I don't have that question, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the answer, Kenya? <laughs> of course, I right? I want his number on my ass, you know? <laughs> what's up? So, okay, this is really interesting because... What I don't know about TikTok is how easy is it for someone to type in their email address when you're using something like Linktree and and then it takes you, I'm not obviously the guy on my team doing all this stuff, but is it really, generally speaking, do people prefer to put in a phone number or an email address? What do you find, you know, is more valuable? Does it depend on the age of the audience? What's your thoughts on this? I definitely think it depends on the age of the audience. Like I'm 41. And so I'm used to doing a lot of email marketing. I'm not used to getting a lot of text messages, but I've noticed that the younger generation is okay with getting texts. And so for me, my opt-in is always your name and your email address. 
And so, but we've started collecting phone numbers and people seem to really, really like that. So I, I really think it's about what a person can manage themselves or with their team. If their team knows SMS messaging, then go that route. But if they know email, then go that route. Okay. So we've talked about the bio. We've talked about how it should say who you serve. And in your case, you have little arrow emojis pointing down to the call to action, which probably has its own title, right? Like how long can you do the call to action? Is it just a couple of characters or what does it say? Like, like, is it just a pre-selected button or can that be more text that says like download free PDF? Do you understand what I'm asking in the bio? It's still within that same 180 characters. So it's like when I say I help you, my course creators, I literally have 80 characters for that and grab the link below. It's like, all of that is the same 180 total. And you only get one link in the bio. Is that correct? Yes. One. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's now focus on the actual call to action that you use inside your videos. Are there some kinds of videos that you create that have no call to action that are just designed to draw an audience to you and get them to hopefully follow you? And there are other types of videos where you specifically want them to take the next action? Absolutely. I am very, very strategic. So I understand that I'm the commercial on TikTok and they're, I'm not the main course. And so I'm like, well, how do I get them attention to me? So like the video I did when I fell on the floor, that was more so an, an attention wing. Let me get you to see that I exist by me doing this really dumb thing that could have hurt my knees. Right. And so I do that video. But immediately after that video, I post an actual teaching video that has a call to action in it. So it's like both of those videos I get posted within the same hour or what have you. And I know that me falling on the floor is going to do way better than the other one. But I make sure that that video is followed up with a, with a business video. Because I know that when people start watching that video, if they like me enough or curious enough, they're going to click to go to my profile. And the next video they're going to see is that video of me teaching. And they go, oh, she can help me make more money. She can help me grow my email list. And then they see my bio or says free thing, grab here. So I do that at least once a week of something that is quote unquote off brand that's funny and relatable because I know it'll get me more attention because it's entertainment, but I strategically get people, you know, opting into our product services. Even the entertaining videos, do you recommend putting some words over the top that says want more, follow me or something, you know, or just so that you don't have to actually waste any words. Cause obviously I know with some of these ones that go viral, the hope is that people loop it and watch it over and over again. Right. And you don't want to disrupt the entertainment flow, but maybe even pinning it in the comments that you mentioned, like, do you, do you have some sort of call to action? Like follow me for more of this in all of your videos, or do you only focus on the call to action on the videos that are teaching videos? I do them both. I don't always do that, but I will say the one that I had when I fell over, it was like I had the words on top of saying that I sent the email to 20,000 people. And then in small letters, not too small, but small letters, like on the right side of the screen, I said, follow for more or click the link on my, my bio. I'll say that sometimes um, in some of the videos. But if I know a video has real viral potential, I will also then put something in the comments saying, hey, want to join our three-day challenge or whatever, and I'll pin it. And I know it may not go viral immediately, but I'm like, this video has potential and it'll go at some point. And I assume the comments do not contain links or if they do, they don't, they're not hot clickable, right? So no, nope, not right now. Okay. So the call to action on the videos where you're intentionally actually trying to get them to take an action after you've given them some wisdom, some insights, some tips, do you find the ones where you tell them with your voice to do it, outperform the ones where you just put the words on the screen and maybe something in the comments, or do you always say it? 
I'm just curious, you know, do you always say something at the end? Do you save a little room to say, and there's so much more where that came from, get my free resource or something like that? What used to happen is I would say it more than anything and I would get a lot of traction, but I'm noticing that TikTok has become very sensitive <laughs> to us saying, grab the link, go to my profile or even writing it. Oh, so okay. yeah. So what I have started doing is I've been testing when I say it versus when it's written and it's doing a lot better when it's written, but I never say click the link in my bio. I will say visit my profile. Is it because you feel like the algorithm is like punishing people that say that? Because I kept hearing about that last year and I was like, I'm not experiencing it. And then I started testing it and I'm like, oh, oh, this video is not getting much traction. And but once I stopped saying click the link or bio or whatever, then I started having some success again. So but putting it on the video, overlaying it on the video seems to be less of an issue as long as you don't say those words. Can you type those words? Do you understand what I'm asking? So if you type the words, if you say click the link and bio on text, they, they pick, they're picking that up too. So that's why it'll say visit my page. Ah, okay. Wow. So you got to get really <laughs> creative with it, huh? Oh, yes. What about yeah. when you pin comments? Less of an issue with that? So if I say click the link in my bio in the comments, I'll get an alert that will say you can't post that. I'm like. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's getting harder, isn't it? Oh, yes. Fascinating. So it sounds like eventually I can see a day where you're going to have to figure out a way to just hopefully create great content so people want more of it so that they'll go to your bio and ultimately check out who you are, right? Yeah, because that's what happens with most times on TikTok. People are very highly engaged with content. So that's why I'm like, I don't have to always tell them what to do, but they'll go to my profile. But but for me, I use TikTok live for lead generation more than I do the actual content now because I'm like, they're not as sensitive on live stream. Because on live stream, you can say it, you can have a link there, you can have a green screen image up talking about whatever it is you have back there. You can do a lot on live stream that you can't do on the regular feed. But it's gone when it's done, right? I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the whole point. You were telling me there's a cool feature that you're excited about that recently. And of course, this is all relative depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. But what is that feature that you're excited about that TikTok is rolling out? It is TikTok direct messaging. I, listen, I've been telling everybody about this because I'm, I'm watching what has been happening because like it used to be, well, I remember back when 2020, when I joined, anybody could send you a DM and I went super viral and I told people DM me for more information. I had probably a thousand, 2000 DMs. I freaked out. I didn't know what was happening. And they all started DM me on Instagram too. So then I closed my DM because I didn't understand. And then TikTok made it to where only if you follow somebody and they follow you back, it's the only way you can send direct messages. Well, a couple months ago, we got an alert where it says like your notification and you can see the words message request. And we all know what that means. That means that people are going to be able to send you messages and you can decide if you want to see the message or not. And so I've been telling people since that popped up that TikTok is getting ready to open the message feature. And just three weeks ago, I got a message from a girl who said, hey, I heard about your challenge. I want to join. What's the link? And I gave her the link. But then I looked and said, she doesn't follow me. I don't follow her. And it clicked that the that feature is opening up now. Got it. So what I'm hearing you saying, it was opened and then they closed it and now it's coming back. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. And you can for sure include links in there and they're hot clickable? Yes. Okay. Very exciting. Do you think they're going to ultimately start integrating with like these automation tools like ManyChat and Chatbot and these chatbots and stuff like that. Do you see that coming next? Yeah, I do. And I, and I was actually talking to ManyChat about that because they've been waiting on it and asking for it. And I mean, it's a huge way to keep people on the TikTok platform through direct messaging because right now you can't talk back and forth. All you can do is comment, but I think that's all that's coming. Fascinating. 
All right, Kenya, now I've got a call to action for you, which is where can people find out more about you, Kenya? Let's start with how can they find you on TikTok? And then where else do you want to send them if they want to discover more about you? Yeah, so I am literally everything Kenya Kelly, K-E-E-N-Y-A-K-E-L-L-Y, that on TikTok, that on Instagram, and Kenya Kelly on my website. Okay, perfect. So Kenya Kelly, first of all, thank you for answering my 10,000 questions. <laughs> it's my hope that someone who's listening says, all right, Kenya really made it simple and I'm going to go ahead and do this. What I encourage you to do is if you've listened to this show and you feel like you give it a shot, I want you to message Kenya on your favorite platform and let her know that you heard her here on the social media marketing podcast and you gave it a shot because Kenya would love to hear from you. Kenya, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today. We're really so much better because of it. Yay. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 531. Are you new to the show? Be sure to follow us. If you've been a long time listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.